0: Hey, what's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for listening to the Zoe Church Podcast. We are a church in Los Angeles that is all about Jesus, community, faith, and, of course, fun. We're hoping that you are enjoying these messages. Make sure you subscribe and comment, share on your story share on Facebook, share on Twitter if you're enjoying these messages. This week, we are in part two of our series called Devoted. We released our vision last Sunday. You can catch up if you missed that message. And this is part two of our Devoted to His Word series. We love you. Again, if you're encouraged by these messages, make sure you partner with us. You can give on our website, zoechurch.org. With no further ado, let's jump in to this week's message go there in your Bible, Jeremiah chapter 15, verse 16. We released last week our brand new vision for this year, vision for 2021, the rest of the year and all of 2022. We are calling this next year devoted. We're not just a devoted people. We're devoted to his Word. You missed last week's message. you got to go back on YouTube or go back on, on a podcast and, and catch back up. But I want to just take three weeks with our church and explain to you what I feel like God is saying to Zoe Church, that we're to become people that are devoted to the Scriptures, devoted to His Word. Love Acts 2.42. says that when the church first started, they devoted themselves what did they devote themselves to? I love this. To reading scripture, breaking bread. They were praying together, and they were in houses together. That's Zoe family right there. Right now, you're in your house. You got some bread. Well, maybe you don't because you know you're in the October challenge. So you got some smoothie, and you, you got the scriptures out. We're praying in our homes. This is how the church advances this was not for the first century. This is for every century. This is not what the early church did. This is what the modern church must do. So we're going to just devote. We're going to live a life of devotion. Stop living a life of distraction. Start living a life of devotion. You're not going to get to where you want to go off zeal and passion. You're going to get there off commitment. You're going to get there off consistency, devotion, devotion. I love that because I really feel like Zoe. We're going to experience such growth, such momentum. I love love Us Conference, that theme. By the way, wherever you, if you're in New Mexico, Arizona, Oklahoma, Rhode Island, you got to fly out. Come join us for Us Conference. I like that. Preparing you for what God has next. You know, the more devoted you are to his word, the more you're prepared for whatever God has next. All that I know this month, God has three dates for me. I'm ready for them dates. Single people are like, at least I got one. <laughs> but I want to preach a message, installment number two. Write down the title of this week's message. It's called Game Over. I just think that when you start living a life of devotion, it's game over. Start reading the Bible. I'm telling you, it's a wrap. It's game over. Watch Jeremiah chapter 15. Watch how Jeremiah put it. Your words were found and I ate them. Your words became to me a joy and the delight of my heart, for I am called by your name, O Lord God of hosts. Your words were found, and I devoured them. I found your words. I started to eat. I started to consume the Word of God. You ever notice when you find something you love, it's like, it's game over like when you when you find your coffee shop it's a wrap not that you can go there for this month but but in november we're going back when you when you find when i found courage bagel woo, glory to god it's game over i found my bagel shop or you find you ever find a tv show you're like oh i just all i want to do is binge i don't want to go to work tomorrow i just want to binge this I, found, I finally i finally found a good show you ever you ever get show shamed has ever happened to you? You ever talk to somebody? And you're trying to just keep up. You're like, yeah, I watch TV too. I've got a Netflix account. Well, it's my cousin's, but I still use it. And yeah, and you ever get shamed for the show? You don't. Oh, you don't watch this? Oh, you never seen this? You're just kind of like, well, I'm sorry. I, I, I have morals and standards and ethics, and you don't clearly. So, my apologies. You found them and you compromised. Anyways, but. Nothing better than when you find something good. You find something you love. You find something that you're just like, oh, this is, this is my shop. This, these are my, this is my church. These are my P's, my connect group right here. This is my connect group right here. When you find something, you fall in love with it. That's why I love the, the old U2 lyrics. I still haven't found what I'm looking for. See, because you're going to be in pursuit of this, that, and the other until you find the Word of God. When you find God's Word, you're like, it's, a, it's game over. It's a wrap. That's all I need. All I need is that lamp and that light. All I need is that wisdom. All I need is that thought. All I need is that revelation. All I need is Jesus. When you find Jesus, well, the old saying still true. Jesus plus nothing equals everything. So when I find it's game over, I don't need uh, to take a trip. I don't need this much money. I don't need to be famous. I don't need anything other than Jesus. See, I believe when we live this life of devotion, you're gonna go. You know what? I, I I'm just I have a non-anxious presence about myself because I found my game over. Jeremiah's like I'm I'm good. I ate the word and it became the delight of my heart. It became what gave me joy and my sustenance, and it became my daily bread. And I just loved reading. I loved memorizing. I loved learning. I love insight. I love I the knowledge that I, that I gained. I loved understanding his love and his precepts and his truths and his laws and the Old Testament and the New Testament. And I just got to know Jesus more. See, I love the Bible so much because it just does so much. Jeremiah's like, I found it. I had to eat it. And I basically was like, I don't need anything else. When you get God's word in your heart, you're like, I'm good. I don't need this, all these other things. You guys, you guys are still in the race of life. No, no, I'm, I'm content. I've got strength. i got joy because God's word is powerful. In fact, let me just give you a few things that Bible reading will do. Your devotion, living a life that's devoted will do to you. Write down number one. Here's the first thing God's word does. It brings hope. And it brings healing. You start reading the Bible. I'm telling you, start getting filled with hope. And it brings great healing to your life. See, some of us, we live in this culture. It's like, don't get your hopes up. God's like, no, no, no. When you read my word, your hopes will be through the roof. You'll have hope in everlasting life. You'll have a hope of a God that's with you in the storm. You'll have hope that the best is yet to come. Oh, I love Romans 15. Watch this scripture. It says, For whatever was written in the former days was written for our instruction, that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. All of this has been written so that we might have hope. Last week I had the privilege of getting on the phone with a family that was in the hospital. And they're saying goodbye to mom. Mom's going to heaven. They said, Pastor, will you call and just, you know, send mom home, send mom to heaven, pray over the family. And so I got on the phone and the dad's there, the son, the family's there, mom's there. And we're praying. And do you you know that I didn't pray words of discouragement? I didn't pray words of, well, we don't know what's going to happen. No, we have the hope of everlasting life. We have the hope that God is in the room. We have the hope that he's the comforter. We have hope that he gives the peace that surpasses all understanding. These words were written so that when you go through hell on earth, you can still have hope. You can still have hope against all hope. And see, that's why you need the Bible is because we live in a hopeless generation, a hopeless society. Read the news. Read the media. Get on, on social media. It's just like everything's going to hell. Everything's burning. Everything's terrible. Everything's bad. All these opinions. No, no, no. I get in the Bible. I'm like, whoop, hope. Stop getting your eyes on the world. Start getting your eyes on his word. It gives me hope. It brings healing. Oh, I love this. Watch watch what Solomon says. Let's look at Proverbs 4, verse 20. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Look, Look at what David says, Psalm 107. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. So two times in the scriptures, the Bible says, you get God's word in you, and it's health. You get God's word in you, and it's healing. See, God's word will heal you. Notice the power of words. You know that old saying, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me? Who lied and made that up? Words will stick to you. Words will crease you. Words will alter the course of your life. Words are weapons. Words have power. Words have significance, especially who's saying these words. I'll never forget one of my buddies. He told me a story. One time his dad walked into his room. He was 10 years old. He walked in his room and he looked, laid eyes on his son. His son's 10 years old. His son's watching TV in his bedroom. Walked into his room, looked at him, and what came out of his mouth Stuck with this son forever. What came out of this dad's mouth? altered the course of his life. These were not words of encouragement. These were not words of love and tenderness and mercy and strength. They were words that hurt him, words that that were debilitating. Oh, I just love what God's saying here. He's saying, I sent my word not to cripple you. I sent my word to heal you. I sent my word when somebody's saying, you're the worst, you'll never make it, you'll never accomplish, you'll never do well. No, I sent my word to tell you you're the the head and not the tail. You're a chosen generation. You're a royal priesthood. You're a marvelous light. You're more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. Come on, you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Somebody thank him in the chat today. Somebody in your living room, give God praise. He sent his word to give you hope in healing. The Bible literally says a word spoken in due season. It's like healing to the bones. So, not words of devastation, words of doom and gloom, words of the worst is yet to come. No, God sent His word to get your eyes up. Filled with hope and filled with healing. Maybe somebody spoke evilness over you. Maybe somebody said you're not from the right family. Maybe you feel insignificant today. Let God say something greater over you. God says, no, no, no. That's a lie. Don't don't listen to the accuser. Don't listen to the liar. No, let me speak truth over you. Let me speak my love over you. I've got promises. They're found in my word. It's the first thing I love about God's word. It brings hope. And it brings healing. It's like H2O right there. Just water to your soul. The second thing I love, write down number two, is God's word. It's, it, it builds my faith. In fact, look here in Romans. Watch what Paul said. He says, very simple. He says, so faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of God. Yeah. Faith comes. Faith will show up at your doorstep. Faith will show up in your bedroom. Faith will show up in your car. How does faith show up in your life? Through hearing. Through hearing what? Music. Through hearing what? Thoughts, opinions, radio personalities. No, faith comes from hearing the word of God. And when the word goes forward, that's why, listen, I hear the story of Abraham. I hear the story of Daniel. I hear what he did with Moses. I hear what he did with the shepherd boy, David. I hear what he did for Peter. I hear what he did for Zacchaeus. I hear what he did for Jonah. I hear what he did for Elijah. Come on, come on. Somebody thank God. When I hear the stories of old, it builds faith. Oh, I love faith people, man. Faith people are different. Faith people hear different things. Faith people hear, if God did it for them, I know he could do it for me. Faith people hear, they they, they hear the story, they go, wait, wait, wait. If God did it back then, surely he could do it right now. Faith people hear, they go, if God did it over there, well, then surely he could do it right here. Because faith people hear different. See, you hear a Red Sea split and you go, wow. Como se dice Moses? That's what's up. No, 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 no. I don't hear Moses and go, Moses was amazing. Wow, Elijah made rain start and stop. Wow, David killed Goliath in the awesome. No, I hear the stories of old. And I look at my Red Sea. Or oh, I look at my mountain that needs to be moved. I look at my situation. Maybe you feel like you're in a lion's den just so you know God can shut the mouth of the lion. God can preserve you. Maybe you feel like you're in a fiery furnace. Well, let me tell you a story about Shadrach, Meshach, and a guy named Abednego. A fourth showed up. Come on, anybody got faith today? We got faith. We got trust in God. We got belief in God. We've got confidence in God. When I don't read the Bible, I'm like, ah, I know God's out there. I know he's there. I know he's in the cosmos. I know he exists. I think he died on a cross. But man, I'm telling you, when I read the Bible, I'm like, ooh, gee, What is God going to do in me? Faith comes from hearing and hearing the word of God. That's why when you you, you, you you come into the 9 a.m. service and you're listening to the YouTube and you, you're there right there in your house right now and you're in your rocker and you start rocking. And why am I rocking? Because faith just has got you moving and going, yes, 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 yes. God is awesome. God is powerful. Who is like the Lord our God? You hear the scriptures. You hear the stories. You hear the promises. You hear the truth. And the liars all of a sudden getting really, really quiet and God's getting really, really big. Because faith comes to you. That's so why I think you ought to read our, our, our good friend, Pastor Mike Todd, just put out crazy faith. I love just the, the title alone getting me all nasty face. Mmm, crazy faith. You ought to have crazy faith. You get no crazy faith without God's Word. You don't get crazy faith from just a book or a song. You get it from the word of God. And the scriptures get poured into you and faith gets built into you. Somebody clap right now if you got faith. Come on, clap a little bit louder if you're thankful. I got trust, I got belief, and I got confidence in God. Oh, I love this next one. I love the word of God because it's a transfer of wisdom. It's a transfer of wisdom from from God's account to yours. The other day, there was someone that came and he was helping us doing a project in the house, and and he was like, I, I was like, how do you take payment? And he's like, I can do a check, and I was like, well, are you are you on Zelle? Because I I just like Zelle. It's just like, are you on Zelle? He's like, I got Zelle. I'm like I just love doing this Zelle thing because it just goes from my account to his account, whoop whoop, boom, done, just that fast. It's just a transfer, just like my. It was in my checking, that was in your checking, and it was instantaneous. When you read God's word, it goes from the scriptures to your heart. It goes from from pages to your mind. You Get wise that fast. Oh, I love this. Watch this Psalm 19. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statues of the Lord are right, rejecting the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold. Yeah, than than even more than fine gold. Sweeter also than honey, than the honeycomb. Moreover, by them your servant is worn, and in keeping them there is a great reward." That, that's all about the Bible. That's all about just studying and reading and being devoted to God's Word. He says, when you do that, whoa, these things will be sweet to your soul. When you do this, the simple-minded become clever. You know, Psalm 119 literally says, if you study this Word, you will become smarter than your teachers. Now, the first time I read that verse, I was in Bible college. Now I am sitting at a coffee shop with a grande vanilla latte and a scone. And I read, if you, if you study this word, you will become smarter than your teachers. I was like, ball out. I'm about to go back to this Bible college, and I'm about to tell my professors I'm smarter than all y'all. Because I know I read the Bible more than some of you. Some of you just living off paychecks, okay? But I, just, I was just so excited that, okay, I was just kidding around there. Some of you took that a little bit too literal here in the ministry center. But what I love about God's word is it makes the simple wise simple, clever. It's a transfer. It goes straight from these pages right into your heart. And now think about this. Maybe maybe you grew up a fool. Maybe you acted a fool when you were younger. Maybe you've made foolish decisions with your time. You ever regretted some money that you spent? You look back, you're like, why (laughs) did I buy that? You're, you're, just let me see your hand if you ever made a dumb decision. See, when you read the Bible, it helps us from living a foolish life. So you're not marked by foolishness. You're now marked by wisdom. And people, people trip out. They start looking at you like, wait, how would you get to be so wise? I grew up with you. i known you. I went to high school with you. You're not wise. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Start reading the Bible. And when I started reading the Bible, all that compromise, all that foolishness, all that idiot in me, all that got driven out and I got, it got transferred over, now I'm wise. Now I'm shrewd. Now I'm stewardship. Now, now I, now I'm I'm marked by the things of God. It's a transfer from these pages into your heart. You'll be marked by wisdom. It's a transfer as you're reading. You get devoted to His Word, and boom, you become wise. And the rest of your family is like, you're not that smart. I, and you ever be around your family, and they only bring up old stuff that you did, and you're like, fam, when are we going to stop bringing up what I did when I was twelve? When are we going to stop laughing at the one time that I did the one thing with one person? Can we just not do that this this Thanksgiving? And all of a sudden, you're like, wait, wait, wait. I'm not who I used to be. Some of you need to understand. You may not be where you want to be, but thank God you're not where you used to be. Come on, clap today. and I'm devoted to his word, and his word changed me. I'm wise. I don't think in simple ways. I think of clever things clever sayings and clever generosity and cle- clever thoughtfulness. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking higher than I used to think. I'm thinking better than I used to think. I'm thinking about more things than I used to think about. Oh, I love that. We're marked by wisdom. I just, there's a story in the Bible. I love this story. It's these two 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 ladies, two moms that come up to the king. His name's Solomon. And Solomon's asked for wisdom from God. And so these two moms come up and they're like, There's only one. They used to have two babies. Now they only got one, and so they're crying. They're fighting over this one child. And Solomon's, you know, he's 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 the king. He's got to make a decision. Whose baby is this? And so he goes. uh, He doesn't know what to do. He's like, okay, uh, split the baby in half, and each of you get a half. The true mother steps up. The true mother steps up and says, no, 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 spare the child. I'd rather let my child live with somebody that's not their mom than my my baby get cut in half. When Solomon says this and sees her response, he says, Ah, that is the true mother take it from the liar and give it to the one that's the see this is wisdom see some of you are up against difficult situations and you got to make some hard stances hard situations, hard decisions and when you get into god's word all of a sudden it's like i know what to do here i know what to say i know what to reply i know how to handle this i know how to forgive i know how to bless i know how to help i know how to get out of this i I, it's not tricky I, i got wisdom from above the wisdom from above is pure peaceable gentle reasonable unwavering has no hypocrisy bears fruits of love and mercy when you're in the bible you you got wisdom don't read the bible you like what do i do no 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 god has wisdom for your life no you can come join me on the keys but i love this last one look at this it secures legacy Psalm 1, verse 1. I love the Bible so much. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seats of the scornful. But his delight, watch this. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. This is the same thing we read last week about Joshua. That in the law, we're to meditate day and night. Do you see how serious God takes the scriptures? God did not say every Sunday, I want you to hear a little message out of my word. He said every day, in the day and the night, I want you to put these words in front of your eyes. I want you to meditate on my scriptures. I wanna just encourage you, maybe you're not gonna do the whole October challenge and maybe you're like, I don't know if we can go on a date this month or three dates if you're married or uh, you, you love bread, I get it, but can you memorize 10 scriptures? On his law, he meditates day and night. He's in the Word. She's in the Word. She loves the Word of God. He says, Blessed is the man who does this, meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither. And whatever he does, he shall prosper. And whatever he does, whatever you do, see, see, a devotion to God's word secures your legacy. Whatever you do, you'll prosper. I think about when I read that about Joshua. I'm sorry, Joseph. Remember in the Bible, Joseph, Joseph Joseph was in a pit, and then and, and he's with Potiphar, and then he's in a prison, and he's with a lot of peas in Joseph's life. He says, from the pit to the palace, Joseph prospered. Wherever he went. See, some of you need to understand. You're like, I don't like my job. Doesn't matter if you're in the right or wrong environment. You can still prosper. You can still soar. You can still have joy. You can still have favor. God says, blessed is the man that doesn't spend all of his time on the news and all of his time on the phone, blessed is the man that meditates in his word. And when he's meditating his word, that man will prosper in everything they do. I want to tell somebody at Zoe, you're getting ready to take off. You're getting ready to soar. You're getting ready to go to another level because as you devote your life to God's word, you're, you're going to get your legacy secured. See, we, we struggle in our culture, to think about legacy because we think about the immediate. We think about trends and fads and what's now and the immediate. And we got to have it. I heard someone say recently we don't serve the God of technology, we serve the God of agriculture. God's not into the immediate, He's in the long term effect. And God wants you to have a legacy. Oh, the Bible says a good name is better to be chosen than great riches. So what will you prosper in? Just your finance? No, your name will prosper. Your legacy will prosper. Your impact will prosper. You'll prosper in your soul. Oh, I love the Bible because it says, beloved, I pray that you prosper in all things and be in good health. God wants you to prosper internally more than externally. Joseph was in a pit. He was in a palace. But he was prospering in his soul. I'm going to preach to somebody right now that you get obsessed with God's word. You start memorizing God's word. You start reading this book. You start studying it and starts studying you. It will be a lamp to your feet, a light to your path. It will start showing you what to do, what not to do and what to do when you haven't been doing what you're supposed to be doing. It's the living, breathing word of God. Legacy. I'm talking about legacy. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about Tom Brady like Legacy. Michael Jordan at the Ryder Cup, all, they, all they're saying on social media, there's the GOAT. What if somebody could look at your family and say, that's GOAT status right there. The way they raise their children, their marriage is GOAT status, their relationships, the way they live their life. That's a legend right there. You don't get become a legend because you got money. You don't become a legend because you had success. You became a legend because you meditated in the word. And the word corrected you and rebuked you and trained you. Come on, somebody thank him today. Somebody clap and give him praise. It's game over. It's game over. I found your word. I devoured your word. Once I found it, I never left it. I found this book, once I got the B-I-B-L-E, yes, that's the book for me. Once I got this thing right here, I started, whew, what's the Zoe Devo today? What's the, what are we reading? Where are we at? Where are we at? Zechariah, Haggai, where are we at? Luke, Psalm, where are we at? I got to read the Bible because I know I need hope and healing today because I know I need some faith to get inserted into the context of my life. I I know without this thing, I I don't have the wisdom to handle this situation. I know that I'll compromise my legacy if I don't meditate in this thing day and night. When I found your words, I ate. It's game over. You you start reading the Bible and you start noticing, whoa, wait a second. This whole book is not about principles and, and precepts. This whole book is about a man. This whole book is about Jesus. start reading the scriptures and I don't just fall in love with the scriptures. I fall in love with the whole reason the scriptures were written. It's to tell me and to point me to a man that is my solution. And the antidote for my soul is not just Bible reading, it's knowing Jesus. So I don't read these books so I get puffed up. The Bible literally says knowledge puffs up, but love edifies. So I read these scriptures so that my love for Jesus will build up my holy faith. Jesus is literally in every book of the Bible. Jesus is in the Old Testament to the New Testament. He's in every single book, all 66 books. Jesus is found in the scriptures. Let me just show you a list if you don't believe. In the book of Genesis, Jesus is the seed of the woman. In Exodus, he is the Passover lamb. In Leviticus, he is the priest, the altar, and the lamb of sacrifice. I love it in Numbers. He is the cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. In Deuteronomy, Jesus is the prophet like Moses. In Joshua, he is the captain of our salvation. In Judges, he is our judge and the lawgiver. In Ruth, he is our kinsman and redeemer. In 1 and 2 Samuel, Jesus is our trusted prophet. And in Kings and Chronicles, he is our reigning king. In Ezra, he is the rebuilder of the broken down walls of human life. In Nehemiah, Jesus is our restorer. In In Esther, he's our advocate. In Job, he's our ever-living redeemer. And in Psalms, he is our shepherd. In Proverbs, he's our wisdom. Ecclesiastes, he is our hope of resurrection. What about Song of Songs? He is our loving bridegroom. In Isaiah, Jesus is the suffering servant. Jeremiah, he's the righteous wronged. Lamentations, he is our weeping prophet. I love in Ezekiel, he is the one that has the right to rule. And in Daniel, Jesus is the fourth man in the fiery furnace. In Hosea, he's the faithful husband forever married to the church. I love that in Joel, he's the one who baptized with the Holy Spirit and fire. In Amos, he's the restorer of justice. In Obadiah, he's mighty to save. In Jonah, he is our great and foreign missionary. In Micah, he is the one at the feet who will bring good news. In Nahum, Jesus is our stronghold in the day of trouble. In Habakkuk, he is God my Savior. In Haggai, he is the signet ring. In Zechariah, he is our humble king riding on a colt. In Malachi, Jesus is the son of righteousness. Now we get to the New Testament. In Matthew, Jesus is God with us. In Mark, he is the son of God. In Luke, he's the son of Mary, feeling what you feel. In John, he is the bread of life. In Acts, Jesus is the savior of the world. In Romans, Jesus is the righteousness of God. Oh, I love that in 1 Corinthians, he's resurrection. But in 2 Corinthians, he's the God of comfort. In Galatians, he's your liberty. He sets you free. In Ephesians, Jesus is the head of the church. In Philippians, Jesus is our joy. Oh, I love that in Colossians, he's our completeness. In 1 and 2 Thessalonians, he's our hope. In 1 Timothy, he is your faith. In 2 Timothy, Jesus is your stability. In Titus, Jesus is truth. In Philemon, he is our benefactor. In Hebrews, he is your perfection. In James, he is the power behind your faith. First Peter, he is your example. Second Peter, Jesus is purity. First John, Jesus is your life. Second John, he is our pattern. Third John, he is your motivation. In Jude, he is the foundation of your faith. And in Revelation, Jesus is our soon and our coming king. Give him praise, Zoe. Give him thanksgiving. I'm devoted to his word because I'm devoted to Jesus. Came over. I found his word and I devoured it. And it became to me the delight of my life because I didn't just try and memorize some scriptures. I wanted to know Jesus. God, I pray for every person that comes to our church. Pray for every person listening.